Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about... The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The Program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Hello gang, it's Helen here. I'd like to tell you about another actual play podcast called The Lucky Die. It's a weekly show with original scoring, voice actors and a backlog of over 100 episodes. The Lucky Die is a 5th edition D&D campaign that tells the dark story of Bikron, a fantasy world that is going through an apocalypse. Our accidental heroes, three who are at the end of a hangman's noose, and the other drowning in self-pity and addiction, are trying to resurrect a long-dead legendary hero. Though they were once considered murderers and thieves, they now hold the fate of the world in their hands. The podcast includes canon crossover episodes with another actual played podcast, guests from other shows, and an international cast. Search for The Lucky Die wherever you listen to your podcasts, or visit theluckydie.com for more information. See you around, pals. Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex, and with me today, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe... Lydia Nicholas and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? 
Zolf Smith, Hamid Salah Harun Al Tahan, Sal Sidebottom, and Azu. I miss their voices now. It's gone got... to the point where the novelty is gone, and I'm just like, no. It's not gone for Ben. He's laughed every time. Well, I just like. I... <laughs> No, but it's just when when Bryn started, I had a sudden moment of why is Bryn doing the wrong voice? What is going? Oh yeah, but every time, like, every what? time. I have mm. to think really hard. I mean, you remember last episode when I kept yeah. accidentally slipping into the normal Hammond voice? <laughs> I just quite like the idea that in Azu's body, even even like with that situation, when Hammond gets excited, his sheer force of personality starts pushing the register up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So we are going to be picking up, I'm not going to pick up exactly where we left off because it felt like a kind of minor chapter close, which was we had our fancy dress party where everyone decided that what we needed to do was just mine late 80s, early 90s sci-fi as a solution to all of our problems. (laughs) Uh, No, I was a penguin. (laughs) So with all of this in mind, we have what I'm going to call a plan. And this is for ease of use, not because that's what it is yet. I mean, I rolled a natural 20 on, on the, the check to see whether this was a good plan. So I'm afraid the dice have decided it is, Alex. You, you, can't, you can't argue the with the dice. The thing that distresses me is that we're all fairly certain that this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't, mm-hmm. but apparently it might. The story's working against your logic. Yeah, a little bit. So with that in mind, I am going to ask you as a group, where do you feel is sensible for you to come back in? I am not about to go, ah, dragon. This is more like you are continuing at the pace that you are all deciding to continue. So where do you think is a sensible point for us to uh, rejoin? Probably where we're convincing the rest of the crew. Yeah. Giving a bit of an announcement, yeah. Like lunchtime the next day after we've all had some sleep post-party and then Sel and Hamid have had a chance to actually sit down and do some of the uh, working out. Mm. Understood. Cool. In that case, then... I did a special but well-calculated post-party hangover breakfast for people. Nice. Very good. In other cases, then, there is one piece of note I would like to make from the party because he's not had much much screen time, bless him, but uh, is, is a point I'd like to make, which is Sigif inside uh, Hamid's small and swanky body was absolutely tearing it up like a demon the entire time from start to finish. Like, we're talking backflips levels of, like, <laughs> wow, I didn't know Hamid's body had that in it. Like, he he's really, really, like... Tore up the dance floor. You never would have thought he had it in him, but wow, Sigif has. <laughs> Sigif is a dancer. That's cool. I mean, we know Hamid is also a good dancer, but I, I'm glad that someone else enjoyed that experience. Aww. Yeah, they, this isn't a thing where he was, uh, you know, doing anything particularly like dangerous or anything like that. But it just turns out that once you give Sigif a younger body, he's he's quite the mover. Aww. So. With that in mind, I'm then going to jump ahead to you all deciding, yeah, that you're going to be doing this. I'm assuming that you will just go through, like, the standard of the crew are on deck, and I'm assuming that you'll have done the courtesy to tell Captain Earhart, hey, we- we're going to be saying that we think we have a plan, rather than Earhart just standing there going, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yes, I forgot her. <laughs> I will just act as, like, a, a conduit of information, especially because Earhart appears to be improving somewhat, so definitely don't want to, like shut that down yeah cool in that case then I am going to jump ahead to Earhart with all of the crew assembled just like uh, oh gosh I forgot whose body uh, Earhart's in let's have a quick check of my enormous table Sassra. yes he's in one of the kobold buddies Earhart is in Tadika 
Oh yeah, yeah. Bar- Sasser is in Earhart. Oh, uh, right, okay, God, this is very confusing. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's that's its entire point. And Thanks, I don't Alex. know why I did Alex. it, but I don't regret it even slightly. So Cell stayed relatively sober in order to make sure that Carter did nothing at all. Well, the last we heard car- from Carter, I was being rolled like a bowling ball into him, so... Yeah. <laughs> Just keeping an eye on Cesar's body. The... You know what? Here's right. here's a thing. Can I get a sense motive from uh, Azu and from Cell, please? Okay. Since you're the two most likely to have interacted with this. Uh, you didn't ask me because I don't have my dice. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, my dice have no place in modern RPGs, Ben. Thirty from Azu. You know, just yes. just shaking things up with Azu being good at reading people. You know, for a change. Uh, Nineteen. Oh, yes. Okay, great. Two things is, one, these are both things that you have noticed about Carter just through that evening. One is, you are both at this point able to extrapolate that you genuinely are starting to think that 90% of Carter's problem might be that he really does not know how to entertain himself. The second that there's a party, he stops trying to cause trouble and just starts partying. It seems a little bit more like you now have enough evidence where it's like what Carter needs. He's like the he's the he's the reverse co- of uh, Zolf's coin, which is Carter needs a project, but the project has to be like it doesn't have to be something useful, but it has to be something <laughs> that he can throw his si- silly amounts of enthusiasm behind. So he, he was to be busy. he was basically yeah he wants to be busy. He just doesn't want to necessarily be useful. Those are not the same thing. <laughs> The second thing that you notice is that he seems in general to be starting to mellow out just by virtue of there's stuff happening and you get the impression that for all of his bluster, if if things continue to just happen, that might be enough to make him behave. Mm -hmm. It it might just be the most over-the-top version of cabin fever that you've ever seen. I, I I don't think that we're really suggesting that Carter would do something deeply problematic on purpose. I can just imagine him taking an absurd risk that yeah, or like trying to invent like, something and yeah, falling off, like or getting incredibly drunk and giving them like a three-day hangover. No matter, you know, it's just irresponsibility. Exactly. Yeah. Like this isn't that he's being like deliberately cruel or deliberately like horrible he's just got a very different sense of risk and yeah i'll give you this then and um, which is an insight mainly for azu but i think Sal's getting a glimpse of this as well which is you're starting to think that what um oh my goodness his brain uh, uh, name carter carter thank you i just went wild no Barnes, no. Hamid, wait, what? <laughs> yes. You are going to have to start killing off some of these NPCs, Alex, honestly. Oh, you know I'm going to crash no. this so hard and it's going to be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you are definitely getting the feeling, especially you, Azu, that Carter's risk-taking is a tactic to bring people in. Ah, hmm. uh, okay. And that the more Carter is wanting people brought in the larger a spectacle Carter is going to make in order to do so. But I can't stress enough, this isn't you sort of going, oh, look, he's doing a thing, I understand it. This is more like you've now been in his comparatively close proximity for weeks. Yeah. This is a pattern of behaviour that you are now consciously aware of. Mm. Cell, you're just kind of coming to this conclusion. Azu, you are certain that's what it is. Mm. Okay. Just something to... 
yeah, peach yeah. flavoured through aren't I there? shall mull it over um, it's also just occurred to me before you go on um, I, I can't remember if we canonised it last session but I do definitely give some of my marbles to uh, Sassara the one who oh yeah yeah <laughs> we told her just uh, play some you games. didn't tell me how many thousand yeah uh, and <laughs> Up to their waist, up to their neck. <laughs> How many handfuls? Again, I've, I've been running the maths. You could start to force this ship to descend, I believe, if you were to tip up your bags of holding just by virtue of the amount of weight that would suddenly be released onto the vessel. Got some ballast. Love it. Just, just as a FYI, you actually have a significant amount of weight in your extra-dimensional bag. Don't forget this. I, I shan't. I certainly shan't. Should we say sufficient marbles for literally any possible use Sasra could have? Yeah, we'll say like um, like two or three big handfuls. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> In that case then, Earhart having everyone assembled, having forgotten that her hat has a flamingo upon it, is now more <laughs> or less back to her normal self of dour and a bit severe and is, uh, right, so... Everyone, um, apparently we have a uh, option to explore, so uh, I'm not sure who's going to take the floor, but brain boxes, if you would, please. Cell will begin to explain, and it will not actually transfer information in any useful <laughs> way to the group. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you want me to roleplay to the point that you cut them off, but... Uh, I would start role-playing and see if anyone who who on our cast breaks and yeah. inevitably tries to help you out. Well, all of you, I'm sure, will be completely aware about the balance of, of, of trons that are in uh, the air. Well, it's not really the air. It's more about the matter within which we swim. Although swimming is a metaphor that uh, I, I'm, I understand is itself in a way made up of magical trons. It's really complex how language in a way seems to have evolved um, out of that kind um, of Sal, quantum entanglement um, of thought. But Sal, anyway, Sal, um, the soul... I, I, so, so I don't think they necessarily need to know the um, the technical details, more oh. just the, 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 the outcome. As we're going to go fast, there will be a lot of energy, and then bang, back to your bodies. Hopefully. I mean, I think it is important to stress that the, the wild magic remains a probabilistic process and we think we're giving ourselves the highest chance to reverse what has happened, but we can't necessarily be certain because, I, I mean, as, as Cell was beginning to explain, there are a lot of factors at play and, and it's... It's our best option. Yes, I, I think that's that's the key the key point, really. I'm mostly concerned about associated risk. Is what are the likelihood of this making things a lot worse? Um, small. I can answer but that not for you now. Significantly small. Yeah, bang on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't think this is something that I get to make the decision for people. So I uh, just kind of steps back, and then everyone looks at one another in that way where. No one really actually wants to be the one to speak, even though everyone has stuff to say. I mean, last time we, we, we took a vote um, about whether to plough through the, the Aurora or to to take the, the very, very long alternative route around it and add a, long, a lot of time to our journey and increase the danger in other ways. Um, well, we, we, we face a similar choice now. Either we, again, we, we detour uh, a little uh, this time, not quite so big, but we, we accept that this situation we find ourselves in will will continue indefinitely or we plough into danger and we give ourselves a, a, a significant a significant and good chance of, of reversing what has happened to everyone but 
we take on additional risk. So, you know, we do believe that the chances of, of, of a reversal are, are high, but they're not certain. And the, ch the chance of no nothing happening is, is also there. And, and the chance of things getting worse is also there. We have, we have to accept that. That is the, the calculation we are playing with. Uh, is that a, Sel, would you say that's a sort of fair assessment of the different options? Yes, um, and like I think I think those of us who are not in swapped bodies uh, should probably maybe not get a vote um, because the the effect will probably not impact us so so much. But uh, like this this is the um, I mean it, it it's it's going to be okay. You know uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this and and it will almost definitely be okay. We'll we'll fix this. It's it's going to work this time. I, Merc I'm really sorry. Barnes's body raises Barnes' arm a little bit wavily. Hey, uh, yes. Merc takes a moment and looks to uh, a Skrark, who gives a sort of little nod. What extra things need fixing to make happen? Should I roll for that? Yes, please. This is literally just a uh, ooh, knowledge engineering for what changes need to be made to actually make your plan happen. Oh my gosh, everything associated with this box. So I rolled a four, which is a 16. 16. Mm-hmm. Here's what that's giving you. In principle, mm -hmm. actually very straightforward. Like, bordering on the trivial, it's like, it's the equivalent of, okay, positive to negative, negative to positive, instead of negative to negative. Like, it really is like, all of the kit's here, I just need cool. to move it around. However, so the, with yeah. that check you're also aware that you understood the principles when you made this stuff the first time and things went wrong. Mm. So you understand that in broad principles, it should be very straightforward. However, you're coming up dry in ways to improve the margin of error, if you see what I mean. Hooray! Nagging uncertainty about whether they will hurt everyone <laughs> around them. This is correct. Woo! This is a correct analysis of, of what the situation is. Cell gives uh, Merc a very confident smile and says... Like, we, d we actually don't want to change too much because what we want to do is uh, to reverse the effect that happened previously. So it's, it's not really much work. Uh, I just need to, to make sure that things are reversed. If we, if we add any new, new gidgets and, and wasmos, all sorts of things might happen. You know, like we, we uh, might mi channel different effects in, you, in that You might case. be in your body, but with tentacles. And while I think that would actually be extremely useful, other people might not be so keen. So uh, it's not too much work. Uh, Merc it, it, gives a sort fine. of especially sage-looking nod in Barnes's face, which is obviously can come across a little bit severe. Mm -hmm. And all you hear is, mm, okay, no wasmos. <laughs> I would like to make a sense motive on uh, Cell to um, see if I can identify that nagging uh, self-doubt, because... Yeah. This is, okay, yeah. I'm going to reiterate because, again, we always, this comes up occasionally. Whenever we're doing opposed roles between players, I will never call them. It can only ever be a player and another player agreeing to it. Yeah, so sure. just me reiterating that house rule. Well, I mean, no, is, yeah, it even, is it even yeah, worth yeah, yeah. me rolling? I mean, there's... It's... Cell is projecting great confidence and enthusiasm. There is a moment of hesitation occasionally which you might pick up on. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it, are, are they actively trying to hide it? Yeah. Um. No, they're not. Well, yes, they're trying to hide the uncertainty. Yeah. Cool. In which case, I think I probably should roll because. Okay. Seems unfair if yeah if your self's trying to hide it, I'm just like yeah, but I see through it because I'm a player. Haha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Okay. 
Well, whatever it was, I got 27. Yeah. Well, you know that... Well, Hamid has been saying, we don't know, it's uncertain. Cell has been trying to explain the details. Cell is clearly worried about what's going to happen. Cool. Well, once this conversation is over, and I don't know if it is over yet, but I will try and grab Cell for a quick chat. I need to ask one clarifying question, which hasn't come up before now because I didn't want to make it happen, but I now need Mm -hmm. to know because it will affect how characters behave. Zolf and Cell, I don't believe on audio either of you have acknowledged at any point that for a temporary period the ship came alive and started saying hello Mm. uh, to other characters. (laughs) Is this a thing that that. the... Now, I need to know because... I would be happy for the for the joke to just say it hasn't come up. However, I actually need to open this door for both of you. Is this a thing you would have told people about? Is this a thing that you have kept to yourselves? I just need to know. Cell has not told other people. Yeah, I, I don't think... Enough has been going on. It, it's that. It's like, it's not worth mentioning. Like, some weird magic stuff happened in the weird magic yeah. cloud. Whatever. Yeah. People are like, they're like, oh no, I don't know how to move around. But did I don't you know, know who a I am? Mind? I have a hangover that I don't understand. Oh, there's the traces of addiction. This is all so confusing. By the way, I made friends with a bottle. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's like comfort out, dump. No, comfort in, dump out. You don't tell other people. Yeah. yeah. People are struggling. You don't give them more. This means that my read of the situation was accurate and I can proceed as is. Great. Yeah. At which point, Earhart again steps in. Well, with this in mind, I think at this point it's worth um, casting vote. I also think, for what it's worth, it's a sensible decision. And if I can, I'd like to ask anyone who hasn't swapped to abstain. Mm-hmm. If anyone objects, speak now. No one does. Wild gives a very big sort of like kickback, heels up, arms behind my head. I ain't voting nothing. Nope. <laughs> like, it's all good. In that case, eyes. Every single one of the NPCs, apart from Sigif, raises their hands. <laughs> Sigif Aww. looks around and goes... <sighs> and then really kind of... Uh, raises his hand. Hmm. Uh, Hamid uh, frowns slightly. Uh, mm. <laughs> Uh, but kind of understands, to be honest. He likes that body too. <laughs> As who has not noticed, she's giving a thumbs up to Kiko. Kiko is giving an enormous thumb. Like, Kiko's trying to give a subtle thumbs up, but has a hand the size of most of the NPCs. <laughs> so as a result, their, their kind of little thumb is like, warmth. Um, but yeah, at which point, Erha and the nays, no one speaks up. Finally, things seem to be coming together. I'm going to expect a report from you, Cell, in order to let me know any changes that are going to be made to the ship in case there's any complications. Mr. Smith, this is uh, your project I'd like you to be overseeing. Uh, As the rest of you, please maintain your basic watches and so on. Mr. Tahan, I would actually like a conversation with you in my cabin. Oh, uh, of course, yes. Um, just quickly, um, might be worth heading a couple of degrees further north for a little while just increase the chance of encountering a similar level of aurora than, than this is exactly what i'd day. like to talk with you about oh, uh, Mr. sure Tahan. oh very well uh, then good idea but i'll hold off until you've had that Be- conversation belay that that's the phrase isn't it belay that that is belayed yes very <laughs> belayed amid <laughs> thank you thank you Zolf. <laughs> very You're belayed so is the best response i've ever heard <laughs> In which case, then, am I okay to jump to the interior of uh, Cell's yes. cabin? Mm-hmm. Do you mean Earhart's? Uh, oh, God, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, the interior of... Well, Cell built it. Yeah. 
It's all to the in- sell the ship. <laughs> to the interior of Earhart's cabin, sorry. Mr. Tahan, if you'd take a seat. Oh, yes, sir. of course, Captain. Um. I've brought you in here for a couple of reasons, and I would ask that everything that is said within these walls is held in the strictest confidence. Oh, uh, oh of, of course, Captain, if that's, if that's yes. Uh, very well. I believe I owe you specifically an apology. I've been unprofessional in my conduct in dealing with my navigator, and as a result, I owe you an apology for that. Oh, um, well, thank you, Captain, but, um, I mean, you've had an extraordinarily traumatic experience, and I... Let's just say I I understand how such experiences can affect a person in ways they didn't anticipate or or wish them to, and... Well, thank you, yes. Excellent. Um, In that case, then, I'm going to jump ahead to the business at hand, which is, uh, I believe you are correct in that we are going to need to to a degree, hunt towards the Borealis in order to make this happen. There is uh, one additional thing I would like you to assist me in. Of course, Captain. Uh, We both know that we are moving beyond the edges of the map. Oh, yes, very much so. I would greatly appreciate it if you could project an air of confidence about what is to come, even if that might be exaggerated. Uh, If you think that will help crew captain then then i suppose uh, i will do my best i think if we can get everyone back into their bodies we can start crossing the bridge of let's make sure we're where we think we are i think hey we're all about to change bodies again and also we don't know where we are is a bit much yes yes you're 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 probably probably right captain and you'll forgive me good, good, good point good point but in our time together i have come to notice you can be quite forthcoming which is why I would like to speak with you on this matter and ensure your discretion in this matter. I see your point, Captain. Yes, uh, yes, I, 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 I do know what you mean, and I, uh, I'll follow your lead in, in this matter. You're, you're right that I uh, tend towards the uh, the open um, communication that, uh, and perhaps not always the best plan in a, a volatile situation. I suppose. Yes. Uh. Excellent. In which case, please go about your business. I will probably have to consult with you after these events to see that we are on track. Yes, yes. Uh, doing my best. I, 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 I mean, the, the good news is we have a very uh, accurate representation of um, the, the airspeed, and therefore, uh, you know, when the, 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 if, as long as our weather measurements uh, remain more or less accurate, we do have a relatively accurate uh, idea of our own position, even if okay, we, okay, we don't okay, know okay, what okay. else is en- en- enough, under enough, us. Enough, enough. Yes, sorry. Currently... Sorry. Currently, you're giving me a four, okay? I need a nine. Oh, oh, okay. Just think on that, right? Okay? Yes. A little bit of authority in the voice is going to go a long way over the next day or so. Very very well, Captain. Off you go. Oh, also, Ashley, could you uh, send Sasra in if you uh, see them? Yes, uh, we'll, we'll do. Uh, I believe um, the, the, the healers did place Sasra on bed rest, but obviously they were, they were at the uh, uh, meeting... Thank you. I hadn't, wasn't aware. Okay. Belay that order. Yes, very well, Captain. (laughs) Off you go. Nothing's being belayed left, right, centre. Oh, I love a good (laughs) belaying. And on that, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a moment and figure out, you know, in the specifics, how exactly we're going to rebuild this ship. And then when we come back, we'll be in montage time. Montage time. Love a good montage. 
<laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And welcome back. So in terms of montaging, I'm not going to go into the level of detail that we have done on previously, because frankly, we've been decadent with our montages. We have been <laughs> ludicrous with our montages. So I'm, going to, I'm, I'm implementing a strict minimum viable montage mentality from here on in, okay? <laughs> minimum viable montage. Well, well I so, see, uh, b- before the montage, though. Before the montage. Um, it's this right here is the exact scope creep that I'm warning against. <laughs> <laughs> Tread lightly, Mr. Tahan. <laughs> So very quickly, straight after the conversation with Earhart, Hamid will go and find Zolf and be like, "Okay, I have discussed it with the captain, and we should head a little bit more northward to increase our chances of encountering the Aurora again." Consider that Mm. (laughs) unbelayed. Re-unbelayed. Unbelayed is is that is that a phrase? I hadn't heard that one before. Uh, Nope, I'm just having fun right now. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. Also, um, the captain wanted to see uh, uh, Sasra, and I know that uh, you and Azu were looking after her yesterday, and I just wanted to make sure that you think that would be okay for me to ask Sasra to see well, her heart. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, it depends what the captain's intent is. I mean, they probably shouldn't, like, wrestle or anything, but as long as it's, like, a I mean, chat... As long as with me, but I presumed a, a conversation, why, yes. Yeah, but why does Earhart want to talk to Sasra? I, I don't know. That's the one thing I'm concerned about, right? She seems to be getting better, but I want to talk to, you know, Sasser on my own could go a number of different ways, right? Yes, I, I mean, you, you might have the authority to, to, to request to be there, I suppose. I, I'm not sure I do. Who's mm. sneaky? We could get somebody to um, eavesdrop and bust in if it goes wrong. Ah, uh, well... <laughs> Um, oh, Zolf, you're such a specific type of manager <laughs> And one I've encountered in the real world And I'm just not even going to engage um, <clears throat> I, I mean, no one is especially s- sneaky right now Because of everyone dealing with, well <laughs> And I gestured to myself I, well, I, I was not thinking of you well, no, exactly. But I mean, I'm, I mean, ev- everyone is is str- struggling a bit. Of it's it's very difficult to to access one's full normal. Um, I mean, abilities. Carter. I suppose so. Yes. Um, I, I I feel like if Earhart's intentions are good, it, it would be better to. to I, I don't know. Um, Do you think Earhart's intentions are good? Probably. Give me a sense motive. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's not something I'm very good at either. The game. The game. Yes, dice. <laughs> Rules. I remember these. I like them. <laughs> the wrong opinion. Yeah. I miss the crunch. <laughs> uh, We're dragging uh, you over. F- 13 total. 13 total. Nah, you no idea. Earhart's inscrutable at the best of time. Yes. Add to that a facial uh, structure that makes it even harder for you to read. Yeah. No. All right, well, look. They're both adults. I don't know. This ain't my scene, right? This is your scene. So, I, <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if it is, Zolf. I mean, I had quite an 
interesting conversation with Scrark yesterday and the Cobbles haven't been in- entirely honest about their motivations for being here and what? actually well no it's it's a good thing it's a it's a good thing I think they're not they're follow not, that up with an explanation yes please. sorry uh, well I'm trying to think how to uh, explain um, they're not here to follow me right that was a, a pretense that, 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 that more of a reconnaissance in intelligence gathering at, but also looking for they, they realise that you know that the world is a larger and more dangerous place and looking for you know who might be a threat and who might be an ally and the, the, you know the, the, the following me was was a cover story and I think oh. that that's the fact that they trust me enough to, to tell me that I think is a really good sign that they do see us as, as, as allies um, so I'm I have to say, to be honest, it's a big weight off my shoulders and I feel much better after that conversation. Good. Grand, I think I made it pretty clear that I was not on board with God King Hamid, so this well, is brilliant. same, yes. Uh, well, I didn't make it very clear, I mean, but I, I also didn't enjoy that experience. <laughs> Good. Well, in which case, that sounds like problem solved, because uh, at this point... Why are you talking to me? You should go talk to Scrark, shouldn't you? Well, yes, I just meant from the medical perspective. If uh, oh. I know Sassara was, you know, oh right, okay, bed, yeah, no, 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 Sassara's fine. No hard okay. manual labour. Good, but good. Uh, other than that, you should have a conversation. Well, brilliant, brilliant. Yes. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, good, good. Right, well, thanks for letting me know about that because that's great. And honestly, at this point, I'll be much more willing to trust Scrog. Um, oh, well, that's good too. Know, yes, good. I'm not very into people blindly following things for, uh, you know, no particular logical reason. <laughs> yes, uh, I see. Mm, mm, mm. Ham, ham. <laughs> it's just awkward, but... God! <laughs> <laughs> but good, all right? So, uh, nice one. Keep up the good work, and uh, next time somebody th- might think you're a god king, just make it more explicit that you don't, you're not into that, because, honestly, that's been a whole thing that I really didn't need, so, great. All right? Yeah, sure. Yes, I'll 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 do that. Thank, thank, thank you, Zolf. I appreciate I appreciate that, and I appreciate you telling me. Now, okay. Yeah, Hamid will go off to see Skrark and Sasra, and say that uh, Erhard asked to see Sasra, and just make sure that Skrark is aware, and that because Skrark is the Kobold's leader. If it's okay, I'm going to skip past the RP side of that, um, and sufficient to say that basically Sasra is fine with that. So as a result, Skrark's like, all right it's left at that it was a, a bunch of do you know what it's about no alright there's not really much more that they can do uh, Sasra for what it's worth is looking alright insofar as well I was going to say Ben like Zolf was saying rest and non, non-hard non labour has been enough to sort of take the edge off enough for her to be getting by yeah they've had a couple of days haven't they so yeah so in which case I'll say that Skrark walks Sasra to the cabin and then I'm going to jump away on other things because there's other things that people are doing uh, none, so, if none of the party know what happens there, then why should you tell the listeners, Alex? I'm sure they, they won't be disappointed at all that you're concealing this, the contents of that conversation this from them. This is correct. I've come to realise that if I can't kill all of the NPCs immediately, I can just have them all having increasingly heartfelt, meaningful and frankly fluffy conversations that none Off of screen. you will ever be privy to. <laughs> Well, I have to devise these ways of punishing people for being lovely, and this this will work, I think. I am going to need a because it's, it's Pathfinder disable device, please, to disable and reinvent your own device cell. Okay. Assistance from Scrooge. I would like you, to, Hamid. I would like you to take an Arcana check. Sure. Uh, and I will allow. Uh, s- no, it wouldn't be Scrooge, would it? It'd be. 
What do you hang on? Let me check. On a technical level, Skrark is the next most proficient person in disabled device. Yeah, let's ship. make it Skrark. Let's make it Skrark. It would be Skrark. Uh, so ha Hamid, Arcana, and Skrark disabled device assisting Cell. And yes. Cell's doing disabled device. Yes. Okay. I am factoring in the fact that you smashed a couple of knowledge engineerings in order to come up with the initial plan. This is mostly to find out if you, like, drop a hammer and don't realise, stuff like that. Okay, these glittery dice are quite hard to read, so I thought for a second that I'd rolled a one, but I did not! I did <laughs> not! Boo. I, rolled, I, rolled, I rolled a six, uh, which means 22. Nice. Uh, Hamid gets 33 on Arcana, and Skrark gets... 22 on disabled device. So that's an assist as well. Excellent. Okay, cool. Um, we then might I, get through this, people. We might I'm not get gonna, through I'm it. not going to go uh, full, full montage because it won't be necessary. Cell, you have a moment of uh, awkward doubt because it's really straightforward. Mm. This is a case of, did I just get my maths wrong the first time? I think I just got a decimal place wrong. Mm. I'm going to check again. You check again. Cool. I'm going to check again. It's fine. It just It's very deceptively straightforward. Hamid, from your knowledge arcana as well on the theoretical side, you're like, look, sometimes you can get like 99% of the way to... You, you, you can get all of the working right and still get the wrong answer type thing. Yeah. Um, you're just like, yeah, we, we, you were clearly like this close the first time around and you, you just managed to sort of scuff around it. And I realise that the goals are different, but it's like... I would say both of you are way more confident that you have an idea of what's going to happen this time than you were going in last time. Last time was a, a bit of a, uh, a scramble. Um, this right, is I mean, a last lot time more. was a series of terrible rolls, and this has been yeah, mostly right, okay yeah. rolls. So, this know, is in a quite a sensible one. If not one. a few good ones. Mm. <laughs> so with that in mind, then, I am fine to basically just say that this work proceeds easily um, with whatever resources from other NPCs that you need to sort of doing the work and so on. And I would say at that point, if anyone wishes to insert any scenes prior to me basically jumping ahead to giving this thing a run, people need to let me know. I obviously, when we get to the giving this thing a run stage, I'm going to be like, cool, so who's driving again? Who's the backup? Blah, 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 blah. But before that, are there any other scenes, last chance for anything short, tight, interesting? Uh, after the works, uh, does Cell seem a lot more confident and happy? Yes, I would Fine. say. Then uh, I, yeah. Yeah, that conversation isn't necessary. Yeah. I would like Azu to approach Carter now that she's figured out his deal. Okay. Carter, you find, is uh, down in the hold because he has very little to contribute currently in his off shift. He appears to be messing around with the cubby hole that has been built for gambling, which by this point I'll say is just common knowledge. You can't keep a secret that long <laughs> on a boat. You just can't. You really just can't. Hole. So he's in there faffing around. In fact, give me a perception check. <sighs> okay, right. Uh, uh, oh. 15. 15. Nah, that's enough. He's setting up a cheat. A cheat? <laughs> As in, like, he's alone in there, and he's, like, lifting some felt that's been laid down and slipping some cards under, and he's literally just... He's setting up as a... to cheat. In oh, the you're not game. making this easy. Okay, all right. Um, Azu says, knock, knock. Alex has to remember which body Carter's in. Natan. A... No. Me? Natan. Yes, Natan. Natan. Yeah, Natan and Carter are the only direct swap, I think. Yeah, so... Carter's there, gives a big jump, like, ah, oh, ah, hello, uh, hey, Azu, hello. I thought 
maybe you would be interested in a new hobby or something. Because right. I mean, I'm- Carter is just looking at you utterly blank. Carter has no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> right. That's fine. Is it like, wait, no, 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 hang on. Is this like, I think you should have a new hobby like sitting quietly in the corner wearing these handcuffs because I can just skip <laughs> to the no and I reckon I can outrun you. Well, you, I, if I was in my old, what, what, it, maybe. Carter's backing away deeper into the gambling hole ready to bolt okay um no i don't i don't even have i don't even have my manacles with me um <laughs> so you do have manacles then yeah suggesting that usually as it would have <laughs> it's in her paladin's kit um as he realizes the danger and as he sort of goes look 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 i just i found i got these in hiroshima and i thought maybe you would like to look and she's going to hand him a pack of fortune-telling cards. Right, what are they? Oh, hang on. Uh, something to do with the future. I thought it would be... You know, I think there's a little explainer in it. Um, I just... I. Uh, you have a lot of brain... What? His shoulders slump what? What do I have a lot of? Let me... We haven't always gotten on because you you're a thief and I'm a- in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, in, like in it, like properly in it. Like I know what the grooves in your boots taste like. <laughs> Just laying that out there. Tread carefully because you tread on my teeth. Okay, that's fair. Sorry. Yeah. I, um, I just, so I think that, well, what I was going to say, but I understand why you interrupted me. What I was going to say was that you have a lot of brains and I think that, you know, you like to use your brains and I thought it would be a fun thing for you to apply your brains too so that you know there's no he just kind of holds them like okay well look this one's the moon well yeah you can tell because it's got a picture of the moon on it yeah but (laughs) so does that mean it's night time it could be lots of things sure all right uh i'll 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 give it a go see what i can find out it just it might be fun i i just okay never mind um. Bye. Bye. <laughs> she just stumps out. Carter's so lost. Like <laughs> that did not land at all. Carter that's has fine. no idea where you were going with that. Yeah, that's fine. She has put her foot in his mouth. I mean, they've not had a good. She's just trying to patch it up now. She's realised that maybe he's not deliberately trying to get on everyone's tits. Uh, you know. <laughs> Right. And can we say incredibly that? Incredibly oh, oh, surely we can say tits. That's a kind of bird. Do you think we can say... Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what Helen meant, yeah. yeah. He's, he's getting all a over people's in England. common garden You're getting songbirds. all up in his nesting songbirds. I <laughs> if, I, if I want to balance two birds on my chest and then somebody get on top of them, that's... That is you know, your prerogative. Per- exactly. I mean, there's, also, there's also the, the blue booby. 
That's a true. Bird as well. That's, that's a bird. Who could yeah. forget yeah. the booby? Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to bring this away from. Um, oh god, I forgot. I was going to say horticulture. The natural history of that's boobies. Not birds. <laughs> Ornithology. Ornithology. Yes. Yep. So with that in mind, are, oh, sorry. are people okay with me leaping ahead to we're all going in Aurora to find out what happens? Yes. yes. So this time round, we are going to jump ahead to it approaches dusk and Hamid between your navigation Zolf uh, your steering Azu with you keeping an eye on and Cell finishing up the work you reckon there we are there's some Borealis on the horizon it does mean that you're going to hit it late and by late I mean like last time it was kind of broadly daylight we're talking like in the depths of the night it is quickly becoming obvious to everyone that yeah you're going to be hitting Borealis by your all your calculations etc by like 3am, 4am, wee hours of the morning um, and because of the way shift patterns fall there is a little bit of a lull where unlike last time where it was a bit of a pile in to fit, people are taking the time where it's like, okay cool what if we put like a water barrel here blah blah. they're basically doing it in a comfy way uh, and everyone's accepting the fact that what's realistically going to happen this time is that if they can, they're going to go to sleep normally and all going well, fingers crossed, wake up where they should like, and you get the impression, Zolf specifically, that Earhart is trying to push that narrative, that this is a, we're all just going to go to bed and we're going to wake up and this is going to be a problem that's solved. Great, isn't that good? And for what it's worth, some people are buying into it, some people aren't, but everyone's going along with that yeah, sure. because it's a way of just keeping everyone calm and chill and let's set this up properly. And again, like the cobbles are taking a little bit of effort and it turns out they are doing something similar to what Hamid originally proposed where they're laying out some blankets and stuff so that at least there's some version of sleep privacy and so on. Hmm. Uh, so as a result if nothing else it's going to be a a lot less panicked time and a lot more like a like forgive me for the reference it's more like people heading to an air raid shelter in an orderly fashion where probably nothing's going to happen as opposed to the oh gosh let's all run if you see what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's, it's a very different feeling this time around. Yeah. If no one else does, Hamid will probably suggest that Zolf gets some hours of sleep in in advance because he is going to be the one who needs to be well rested when we actually get there. Wild pipes in at that point. He's like, and I could uh, do with brushing up a little bit if I'm going to be your emergency backup with me clanky little anklets. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. All right, yes, no, fair point. Um, Wild, take over. I'll, I'll go get some rest. Wild does so, although... There is, as with Wild, the moment of, this isn't a thing I'm amazingly perfect at, therefore I'm a little bit hesitant before I do so because it's important Ooh. to me that I look amazing at all times. Hamid, to your eye, this, this is Wild going, yeah, I've got this, I've got this, everything's fine, of course I've got this. His hands haven't yet actually made contact with the wheel. <laughs> Ham, Ham, Hamid will just give him a big wink and a thumbs up because he'll understand what Wild is going through and want to help him. The fact that Wild knows he's being watched is enough to force him to engage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I'm going to say that, yeah, Zolf, you're able to get a bit of shut-eye ahead of time, and I'm going to say that unless anyone actively objects, people so are very, just going to take Yeah, just very quickly, Alex. Spot. This is a sleep in your campaign. Am I going to have to roll when I wake up to make sure, like, I actually got a good sleep or that there were any kind of, like, terrible anxieties or terrors, or, or did I actually get well, a good you, You're getting rest? ahead of yourself. You're currently asleep. Ah, <laughs> all right. We shall see. We shall see. Fair enough. <laughs> I do want to end this episode cool. Zolf, uh, you're awake. I need a will save, a fort save, a reflex save, an AC check. No. Um, so, 
yeah, everyone basically... Just remind me what your fly is! <laughs> uh, on, on, on the NPC... Do you have anything in knowledge plants? How about it's, knowledge plummet? Yeah. No! <laughs> uh, I've, look, I've prepared Featherfall. I'm actually fine. <laughs> yeah. So um, all of the NPCs, for the sake of, of ease, are all just heading in and ready to and setting up shop where they should be. It's going to be a replication of last time insofar as Wild's ready to take the wheel, but he's keeping it going until Zolf wakes up. Zolf, you proceed to sleep, mm-hmm. and you proceed to wake up. Mm-hmm. It's almost like without Poseidon actively getting all up in your grill, life gets easier over time. <laughs> <laughs> At which point then, everyone is basically ready to go. Last chance if anyone wants to do anything before we hit the frontier Cell will like as everyone else is in the room uh, and Zolf is preparing to go upstairs uh, Cell will like go up to catch them uh, to catch Zolf basically as he's about to kind of go up the steps I'm just like good luck Zolf I uh, see you on the other side yeah and just gives them a big hug Uh, and it's a quite a trembly one uh, I will return and... the hug with like a, a pat on the back. Yeah, like a, a, a mm, upward yeah, pat on the back. Check, check, yeah, check yeah, your, yeah. your heights for a moment, but yeah, that works. Yeah. No, no, look, so it'll be fine. Um, we've got the best possible chance with the people that we've got. We've done everything we can. So it's good. Yeah, and it's, it's, it, what we've, what we've, what we've done is, it's probably enough. Yeah. It's probably, and um, I'll after the like yep. after the hug breaks, um, sort of like reach up to your sort of you know bicep, just give it a mm. squeeze and say, "I'm sorry you've had to bear the weight here." So thank you. Oh, um, thank you, Sol. Thank you. Uh, just gotta put on the cheery face. Just gotta see you tomorrow. See you on the other side. <laughs> And that feels like a sensible place to end an episode. I'm sure everything's fine. Mm. I I want you to know, I did briefly explore (laughs) the option of adding the ship as someone as an option for people to body swap into and decided, no, (laughs) enough's enough. Enough's enough. But I want you to know that for a brief period, that was on the cards. Your cards are horrific. Yeah, Yeah, they're awful. It's just a deck of horror. (laughs) This is the this is the lovely fluffy sanitized version. God, yeah. So we 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 shall wrap this up there, and we will find out <laughs> next week uh, how it goes. I mean, if it goes wrong. Right. Bye. 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 Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast, episode 171. I'm your host and GM, Alex. No, you're with me no, today. No. I ha-
It's because I have a note here that says last episode so that I get the episode number right, which I'm going to change to this episode. That's a far more useful note. Let's just, do that. Just read out. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's like Anchorman we where he just reads all the auto cues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> read it. Everyone ready? Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah. No. <laughs> not, like not even a little bit, but we'll get, we'll get through it. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Michael Seber, Ali Miller, Ben Milne, Quill, Mary Long, Angela Walters, Anna Piscadlo, Carolyn Thraves, Clara, Felix Kaiser, Jennifer Haskell, Skogel, Sophie ZBX, Alexandra the Posh, Ali Melody McGowan, Andrew Huffman, Anna Smidebush, Beck, Brenna Haney, Carly Baxter, Des, Hannah D, Margaret Rigotti, Marianne, Paulina Cedric, Zero, Alexandretta Ravenor, Fantasy Costco, Kiera Brook, Miranda Stevens, Petra, Roxy Hale, Stella Paradise, Ashley, Ashton Lucille Ezra Rose, Ben Maybe, Emma Mosen, Hannah, Hannah McCarthy, Harry Barnard, Lady of the Labyrinth, Maggie Fotovatian Calderon, Michael Shellyboy, Morgan hashtag nineteen ninety seven, Six Rudolph, Erasani, Amanda Marie Good, Armored Victory, Ceruleum. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rusty quill and take a look at our rewards. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.